What is going on, everyone? Happy Monday or Tuesday, whenever you're listening to this, but it is a happy Monday for us. Matt and I here with you. Wow, what a Sunday uh, for some. And I guess in many ways you could take that differently, depending on what team you're thinking about first. But Jets win, Giants win, Yankees lose. That doesn't matter. Mets lose, and that really matters, right? Uh, That was, if you're a Mets fan, not the best weekend um, not even close to the best weekend, but um, we'll get to the Mets for sure. Um, definitely, definitely going to get into f- some football later. We're going to go around the league, uh, talk about the Jets and Giants recap. And then uh, I guess we'll start. I just wanted to give a couple notes on the Yankees before we get into the real story of the day, which is obviously the Mets debacle this weekend. But um, so just like we see, these games don't matter. Yankees clinch. We're still just – the rest of the season is just waiting for Judge to hit another home run pretty much. Um, but as soon as we start writing, uh, you know, opening the door for Chapman and everyone's saying, oh, maybe Chapman's career is going to end with him getting DFA'd, and then Ron Marinaccio gets hurt. And now it's like, okay, well, now do you need Chapman because who else is going to come in? So um, – not the not the smoothest of sailing for the Yankees going to the postseason, but a lot smoother than the other side of town. Let's just put it that way, right? So the Mets swept by the Braves. They put their three studs. They put their best out there, and they got swept. So, Matt, let me hear it. Um, I, I think they should be embarrassed. I mean, it, all we talk about is how this team is built for the postseason. Well, you know what? This This was the postseason. This wasn't even a microcosm of the postseason. This was the most important series for the Mets in about seven years. And they, like you said, they they threw their three out there. DeGrom was okay. He wasn't DeGrom. Scherzer was fine. Bassett was awful. And the offense was pathetic. And they got, and now, the, by the way, they don't have any shot of winning the division now. You're banking on sweeping the Nationals, Atlanta getting swept by Miami. By the way, what was it, two nights ago that, um, Alcantara of Miami got a shut down for the year. And I hear yeah. Met fans complaining about it. How about you win a game? How about you win one game against the Braves? That's all you had to do. They didn't even have to win two. They could oh, you won. mean like complaining that he's not going to pitch against the Braves? Yeah. As if it even matters <laughs> oh, anymore. Please. As if it even oh, matters. You, you couldn't win one. All the If they would have yeah. won one, they'd be in good shape. They'd still have the tiebreaker. And then they could just feast on Washington. They couldn't win a single game. And that, and I mean... I can just tell you're frustrated. I can only imagine how, again, I'm not a Met fan, but uh, I watched every pitch. I was more dialed into the Mets than any other team this this weekend. And they just did not, they couldn't come up with a big hit. Uh, they have, they don't have pop. You get past Alonzo and then it's like, okay, who's, I mean, as, as Eduardo Escort is playing his best baseball, that helped for sure. And even that still wasn't enough. You don't have a DH. Uh, you bring up your number one prospect and he can't even hold the bat. And by literally. the way, why, why bring him up? Yeah, he literally couldn't hang on to the bat. <laughs> yes. Um, why now? Why in uh, the well, most high leverage spot of the season do you bring him up? Now, obviously, he felt the pressure of it. Well, I think that there's because we know we, we're very critical of what the Mets did or didn't do at the deadline. Right. But what they did do is they got Vogel back to be the DH against righties. And then they got Darren Ruff to be the DH against lefties. And both of them combined against even their best, even the the correct matchup in which they're brought in for, we're just not cutting it. So I guess what they said was, hey, I mean, even if he comes up and hits, you know, those two guys are going one for 10 combined, right? Even if he comes up and goes two for 10 when he comes up and hits 200, it's a better 
it's better than what we were getting for the last a pretty large sample size with, with Ruff and Vogel back. So like I see it, but it's a one. It's just one of those moves that like you do it and it works, and you're the smartest guy in the room. You do it and it doesn't work, and now everyone's questioning you. So. I guess, but I, I just, I, I don't even think I would have questioned them for doing it, but it's just right now. Yeah. Or you should, I mean, the right thing to do would probably be cut their, cut Vogelback and rough like their leash a little shorter and bring him up maybe a series or two ago and get him, get his feet wet in the MLB before, <laughs> before throwing him against them. Hey kid, go, go secure us the division. <laughs> it was embarrassing. Like, what? Yeah. It was embarrassing. And they had, they had a lead yesterday. And like yeah. we said, they can't hang on to it. Bassett couldn't throw a strike. Yeah, he was bad yesterday. Really not good. I, I think Ugh. what happened, he obviously he's not an ace, but I feel like that was a spot where I was and you throw you throw DeGrom and then Scherzer. So you have them. You already lost those two games. But that's a spot where like, you know, let's say that you had a stud on the hill that day. You had DeGrom or Scherzer on the hill that day. Like that's a day where you really rely on your starting pitcher to really shove there. And he just couldn't, but he's just also just not that guy, in my opinion. Well, yeah, he's good. He's a good two or three starter and a good team, but he's not a, you know, they kind of put the whole season on him that day, just like they put it on. I mean, just a bad series overall. I think there was Lindor looked lost most of the time. Um, I mean, the best thing he got out of it was Eduardo Escobar is good finally. And, I mean, what does this mean to you? What does this mean to the, for the playoffs, right? So whether it be a lineup change, whether it be your confidence level, which obviously probably changed, but what does it mean overall for the next week, two weeks for the Mets? Well, th- this series isn't going to matter very soon, right? So the second that the Braves win a baseball game, you're officially locked into a wild card, which I think would mean that the third game of this set, you're not going to pitch to Grom. And I think you save him for the wild card series, which is it looks like it's going to be San Diego, but maybe the Brewers. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it changes the entire dynamic because now you're going to throw Scherzer, DeGrom again, probably Bassett, assuming you can't win two. And then you have the Dodgers right after that. So it's it's winning the division could not. This is probably the most important it's been for a team to like win a division that I've ever seen, because now you're going to throw those guys and then you have the Dodgers. Why would yeah, you be able and to especially the with the new the new playoff format with the wild card, which is not just one game anymore. It's right. It's it's a series like so it's not like you can just throw. All right. Well, we'll throw Scherzer in that one game, win that. And then we'll still have DeGrom in the hill game one of the next series. So you, you can't even think of it like that. You need to you might. There's a situation where you can have your fourth starter or even your swing man on the hill for game one. Like, yeah, it's just in there because D- of this. It's, it's in their DNA to do this, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it's just. Uh, year in, year out. But I'm, right, not so tell sure me, that, I'm not even sure that they can win a wild card series right now. Well, I that was I was gonna say that eventually, but <laughs> I don't think the it's gonna be the Padres. I don't think the Padres are any walk in the park. I mean, Snell, uh, Hater, Soto, Machado. They have a good Josh Bell who's been raking. He's literally been better than Juan Soto. Yeah, with the way the I Mets mean, are pitching right now, why would they win? Why would? Yeah, they? I, and it's almost like. Not only the pitching, but just like they're the only one that's it just constantly impressed me. And he's just one of my favorite players in the league at this point is Jeff McNeil. I feel like yeah. this guy's just never cold. He's, he's un- always he's unbelievable. on. He's, yeah, unbelievable. He's, he's an insane hitter. But other than him, it's like I don't have a confidence in anyone on the Mets right now. I mean, Alonzo's been well, OK. Yeah, Alonzo's like, been OK. Lindor's Eduardo been Escobar's okay. hot. 
Yeah. But, oh, man. Uh, I mean, but I, mean I, right, I don't so feel good. Who do you want? If you're the Mets, right, you got uh, you're at home, right? At home, extra innings in a playoff series. So man on second, right? Let's just say man on second, two outs. Who do you want up? You would want Jeff McNeil up. You, I think I think I strong, strong agree on, with yeah, that. He, he's good for two hits a day. Yeah. I even even I think he. Yeah. And he's he's always just even his outs are hard. They're hard outs. He's not a I feel like if you spoke to any pitcher that has faced Jeff McNeil, it's like this guy doesn't he doesn't miss. He just eats everything's either foul or in play. Um, so I, I think I agree with you there. And now what about has your opinion on like a game one starter shifted at all? No, because I mean, DeGrom or Scherzer, whatever, you know? Okay. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, DeGrom is, this is now what, four starts in a row that he's just looked uh, not that, imp- not as impressive three. as. Yeah, but he was, pr- he was the best of the three, which is. <sighs> yeah, I mean, he was, but it's almost, he's, tell me, and you might like, you might hate this, but tell me that like DeGrom's start in Atlanta was not the most Garrett Cole thing you've ever seen. Well, I think Atlanta probably uh, under the table just said, hey, listen, how about 1.5 mil more a year if you just give us this one win? <laughs> and he was like, OK, no, I don't know about that. <sighs> but I mean, seriously, the it's like that was so Garrett Cole of, of DeGrom. It's like, I'm going to strike you out or you're going to hit a home run. And there's yeah. literally just no in between. Yeah, I think he had 11 strikeouts. Yeah. And it's like I maybe that's just a new wave of pitching. I don't know who. I don't know. It's it's very strange and it's definitely going to be an off-season story regardless of what happens, like what was going on with DeGrom in the last month or two of the season. Um, but You can't tell me you're built for the postseason and then you throw your three horses out there and you can't win a game. Yeah. It was it that was the postseason. But isn't it? But now, wasn't this, like you said to, to start, wasn't this like exactly what we said where like you're going to get to the playoffs and you're you, sure you'll get six innings out of Scherzer and DeGrom, but like, then what? <laughs> like, even you even lost the game Diaz pitched. Yeah. I mean, McGill like, went out there again, got hit hard. Yeah. He was, he, he was throwing BP and it was like a 3 1 game when he came in. And, it, and all of a sudden, I literally looked away and then I looked up and it was like 5 1 runners on second and third. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's almost like it doesn't even matter how good they were this year. And I'm not going to complain about how tough their road was to winning the division. Obviously, tougher than the Yankees, tougher than it was in. It was in the palm of your hand. Well, now what now what would you say to someone? Because I see a lot of Mets fans that also have the opinion of, well, hey, like we're good, but there's just nothing you do about the Braves being arguably the second best team in all of baseball. There's nothing you do about it. Like they just went on an insane run. It was like 75 and 30 or something like that. But when you have them head to head and you have, quote unquote, the best rotation in baseball, no one even asked you to win the series. Yeah, just they the couldn't win a game. Yeah. And I, well, what I I'm, said I'm about it, I, as you should be, but what I said about it was that first game is so huge because you just can't keep pushing back, pushing back the pressure onto the next starter. And then especially. Yeah. And especially when you're then you push it all onto Bassett, like I said, where, you know, he's not going to be the guy to just shove like he might throw it. That was even for a Bassett start that he wasn't terrible. Like it wasn't a terrible start. Like these probably started games like that where the Mets have still won. It turned into terrible. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think that was just a that was an additive on top of them just not being able to hit. They left the 
a small army on base. Yeah. Uh, but no, you're right. But that's how the entire weekend felt. It was like, all right, hey, we got the Grom out there. All right, we did win today. Guess what? We've Mad Max tomorrow. This, this is what we brought him here for. We, yeah. You know, w- win this game. He doesn't win. All right. Well, you know, maybe we maybe we have the best three in the league. Let, let's go out there. Let's get the one win and let's move forward. Can't do it. It, it was disgusting. All right. So before we wrap up the Mets, what did you say your confidence level was uh, last time we spoke about them? I think it was like, oh, because I, I or no, you asked me. I asked you about the Yankees, but then you asked me. So my my number was if they had won the division, I would be at a six confidence that they win the World Series. And then if they didn't, I'm at a two. I think I'm still at that. I'm like a two of 10 that they'll win the World Series. Yeah, I mean, a one and a half, a two. I mean, because the thing is, I'm not even sure they can get past the wild card. But even if they do, I mean, I guess your only saving grace would be your series against the Dodgers would be five games as opposed to seven. So they can't just bludgeon you with depth. You know, maybe you luck into a couple wins and then it's any one series. But I mean, this wishful thinking isn't what the Mets season was supposed to come down to. I mean, you're going to have to beat the Braves eventually. Yeah, well, I'm more I'm more afraid of, of the Dodgers. Isn't that crazy? And you can't yeah, beat well, the Braves. Yeah, exactly. It's going to so, be, I, I mean, I think it's going to be Braves-Dodgers. I think they're just yeah, clearly I, the two best teams all around. I would think. Like in, yeah. in the National League. Um, I'm at like a one and a half. I, I'm, I'm almost on to next season. And I, I don't want to be positive at all because I don't feel positive. But I guess if you're a Met fan, the one thing you could look ahead to is like, maybe Steve Cohen will just go off. That's off season. Get, get Aaron Judge. <laughs> forget forget uh, Degrom, but yeah, about a one and a half. I mean, I almost, I, I, I think it's, I think it's just about over. Yeah, well, what's definitely not over is the Jets' season, and I would argue that this was. I said it in the podcast. I'll say right now, this was week one, and this is the exact opposite of their season being over. I think that. The Jets get getting a huge win yesterday, come from behind win, uh, rallying around Zach Wilson in his first game. To me, the Jets are one and zero. What about you? Yeah, I agree. And say what you want about Trubisky was awful, and it was Pickett's first game, or no TJ Watt. It, it what it comes down to is this is not a game the Jets would have won in years past. And as far as Zach Wilson goes, he was not great, but I think that fourth quarter. It's probably the best quarter of football we've ever seen him play in the NFL. And I think that's that's huge. I I would argue that that almost so I feel like throughout the game, Zach Wilson was you're right. He wasn't great throughout the game, but he was I feel like that at the end, being able to do that made his performance great, obviously. Like, I think he wasn't it wasn't so bad. It wasn't like the Jets were losing because of Zach Wilson. No, but and he then, did, and he then did he not brought it great, back. But he did not have a great first half. Maybe not, but I feel like given everything, I, I mean, I'm not going to be like soft on the starting quarterback or anything, but like given everything he's had to come through and, and like coming back from this injury and then to a whole, pretty much a, a whole new team, you know, he's never played with Brees Hall before. Uh, Garrett Wilson, he's never played with before. And he was able to, he was able to hang and then he was able to shoot his shot at the right time. And I think yeah. that he, that was a, it was great. And I think that he, if he could continue to play like he played, even in the entire second half, the Jets will be able to hang in every game, at least with everyone, because they have a, a good enough offense. I think And the, the difference we always were waiting on when, when Flacco was playing, when Flacco was just kind of wind them up, you know, feet in quicksand, throw it 55 times. I mean, Zach Wilson has some live legs. 
I mean, the yeah. way that he evaded some of those pressures, even when uh, when he dropped that that lateral back to him, how, how did he come up with that fumble? Yeah, that was a very out. and that's that's what we spoke about Daniel Jones, where we said Daniel Jones is fast, but he's not like agile and athletic yeah. almost. But but Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson yes, is yes. quick, agile. And then the only thing with that that I was very like uh, unhappy with that Zach Wilson or I saw to Zach Wilson yesterday was. I feel like he once he makes like one highlight play, he tries to make all of his plays look like highlight plays. And it's like sometimes you don't need to be doing all that. Like, I don't know. He, he was like scrambling yesterday. And and then he like even when he would throw it out of bounds, it was almost like he was like just trying to like flick it side like sidearm or something like that. Like, yeah. it was like some of the things he does is like was still very strange. Like, you don't have to you don't need to look cool, dude. Like, just get a win. Yeah, you'll, he, you'll be cool. He heard too much of the Mormon Mahomes comparison and just yeah yeah but uh i thought the defense played pretty well um some yeah. some bad penalties here and there but um some terrible penalty that cj mosley uh that late hit when i don't even want to put it all on him because that interception by wilson wasn't great and the jets yeah. aren't good enough to forfeit those three points that they could have had and then give it to pittsburgh yeah but i mean the fourth quarter came around the defense stepped up i think they had four interceptions right yeah well there was that's we'll talk about that, but the Steelers are definitely not an offensive minded team. They're, I mean, they, they're wet, they're weapons. I put in quotes. Claypool, I think, had no catches yesterday. Najee Harris didn't do anything. Deontay Johnson almost made an insane catch in the back of the end zone yesterday. I thought that was got a touchdown. Down. It was a, like, it was really that, close. Yeah. That, you know, that Kevin Durant thing, or if he yeah. wore a, a half size smaller, he had until, a half size smaller shoe was a touchdown. Yeah. Until they brought us back from break and then showed us like the zoom in of the foot. That's when I was like, okay, maybe, maybe they'll maybe, maybe yeah. this wasn't a touchdown, but I really they, thought it was. They called it incomplete on the field. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that definitely helped because I feel like there, you could definitely look at that and say like wow that's like too close to call almost yeah but but anyway the the Steelers go from Trubisky to Kenny Pickett um Pickett looked good uh, he didn't he definitely didn't look bad I thought that he in the beat he actually made one deep he had a deep shot I think it was on like a second down where it got intercepted um, but that was a nice throw you thought so? I thought yeah, that was a I, little bit. Of I thought a it duck. Was like I thought it was almost right in his hands, but it just you know the the Jets uh, catching off the carom and you might need to watch it again or watch a slow mo of it because it looked a little like I don't I don't think it would have been a complete pass even if it was perfect, but it looked like the it was intercepted because it was behind and because it was behind they were able to tip it into the other guys into the other defenders' hand. I would look at it again. It looked a little bit underthrown for me. But um, but again, Kenny Pickett didn't look bad. Didn't look worse than Mitch Trubisky. No, I think the most impressive throw that he had was when he just had a guy in his face and he threw it up to like the jet two yard oh, line. Yeah, 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 that was he got really blown good. up. You don't see yeah. like that from a rookie. Yeah, no, he. I, I mean, he's definitely going to. He has to be the starter going forward. I mean, I mean, how do you? You can't put Trubisky back out there. No way. No, no, no. You, you can't go back. I think once once you make this move, you make this move. Yeah. So. Um, Impressive, definitely, definitely an impressive win by the Jets. I mean, yeah, you beat you, who's in front of you. Yes, that's the thing. I'm not going to fault them for their schedule. It's going to get really tough. So when you yeah. have a winnable game like this, they win it. That's awesome. And uh, a, what do you, do you give? Do you give them any chance to 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 beat a two-a-less Miami team next week? Yeah, why not? I don't know. They, they're without Tua. Without kinda... Tua, I say. I mean, but like. 
what good is what good is Tyreek Hill if like uh, I, I don't backup? think I don't think Teddy Bridgewater stinks. I think Teddy I think he stinks. Uh, I don't. I I'm not a, I'm not a Teddy Bridgewater guy. But you want to go to the Giants now? I guess so. I didn't watch a lot of this game. Just just highlights and such. I was pretty locked into the Jets. Well, it was a boring game, right? It was it was uh, the Giants scored. Um, Daniel Jones rushing touchdown. Very, very Daniel Jones played a great game yesterday. I thought um, it was oh. I think the the Bears kicked four field goals and that was all their scoring. And they the Giants played great defense. But this is a time where I'll say I think the Bears are the worst team in football. Um, and I think that the Giants like the this should have the Giants should have won this game by like three possessions, I think. And it was only an eight point game. They went 20 to 12. Um Again, I thought Daniel Jones played well. Again, yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I don't want to say Daniel Jones played great. I mean, no, but he but he didn't like this is one of those games where like he didn't nothing. He didn't do anything exceptional, but he didn't. He also didn't do anything wrong. And I think that if you're getting 146 yards from Saquon Barkley, just don't do anything wrong and you'll be good. It's funny that Fields threw it more than Daniel Jones did. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. Like that. Well, what what I, the big story of this game, I guess, not only was the win, but. His Daniel ankle. Jones gets hurt. Yep. Hurts his ankle. Then Tyra Taylor gets absolutely smacked and he gets a concussion. So then Daniel Jones, they actually, I guess we're taping up Daniel Jones's ankle still. So they ran a couple of like wildcat plays with Saquon Barkley at quarterback. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it was, and then Daniel Jones came in to start handing the ball off to Barkley, which is why he has 31 rushing attempts. But um, yeah, I mean, the, listen to, listen to these stats, right? Daniel Bellinger is the leading receiver on the Giants. Three for 23. Then Tanner Hudson, one for 18. Barkley, two for 16. Slayton, one for 11. Richie James, one for nine. Stills, one for five. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That is a wasteland. I mean, even I think even the I was I thought the the Bears had a hundred yard receiver. Mooney had 94 yards. Um but uh, yeah, I mean the Bears, the Bears are terrible. Giants did have six sacks on a mobile quarterback, which is pretty impressive on their defense. But I think the Giants' defense is actually pretty good. I'm, I don't, I think we're overlooking their defense with all the Barkley stuff. But I think their defense is actually not bad. Yeah, well, but like I, I want to get back to Jones's ankle because his 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 mobility, his, I, I guess I want to just say ability to run the ball. I don't even really want to call it mobility. That's kind of the reason that he's playing in a way. Like that's the one thing that he does well, that kind of mixes into his game that he's been able to have a, I guess, successful season so far. If he doesn't have that, that's a problem. Not that I expect him to win next week anyway, but I see now here's my thing right now. It, it worked this week, right? The, the Daniel Jones bootlegs and play action and stuff, but can you almost spin this? If you're a giant fan, right? Cause sometimes where do we see Daniel Jones has his problems when he gets out of the pocket and then he makes these errant throws and, or he gets tackled and fumbles. He's a fumble machine the first couple of years of his career, but can't you spin this in the sense that like, Maybe this will teach Jones to sit in the pocket more. Like maybe he can get something good out of this. I don't think. I, he, I, I don't think he's that guy. I, well, I don't think he is either. But I think that there's like sometimes when quarterbacks have to are forced to use one thing and not the other. Like if there are like if someone can't throw and they have to 
they have to do like short passes or even just use their legs more, which is the reverse of Daniel Jones. Sometimes I feel like that that can kind of help them in the long run. Like I Daniel know, Jones, we're not talking about a second like year quarterback. Be, I but well, but it. I think Daniel Jones is definitely still like he's obviously still closer to uh, being a rookie than a veteran. I think like well, he's yeah, not like like it. I mean, well, but still, I think he's still developing. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So what what I mean is like. I feel like whereas in a regular game under regular circumstances, a lot of times Daniel Jones will be so quick to use his legs or even just move at all where he'll, he might miss things or even like, you know, sometimes it's not the worst thing in the world to, to take a two yard sack on like a, where you have like a one read and it's just not there rather than get out of the pocket and throw a pick. Right. So, I mean, I, that's just, I guess like glass half full kind of opinion on it, but uh, I'm, I'm, I think that, who they, I mean, they play Green Bay in London. Uh, the, they're going to be without Tyrod Taylor and uh, maybe Tyrod Taylor and a Sunday morning. Daniel Jones. Limited Daniel Jones. I who's going to who's going to play quarterback? <laughs> it, there's going to be literally no one to play quarterback. Yeah, I might I might but, just I might sleep in on Sunday. I might not even bother. No, no, no. I think I think you, we got to watch Giants. But um, how about this? The, so Jets and Giants. If you just had to look into your little crystal ball. And just see that the way that these teams are going to come together all, all through to the end of the season, which team ends with more wins. And I know that the Jets schedule is a little bit tougher, but I think that I would say that the Jets are probably a little more talented. But I think as of right now, the Giants are a little bit more of a finished product. Wh- which team do you think is going to finish with more W's? That's tough because I have to see more from feet uh, from fields from uh, Zach Wilson still, because as good as he looked yesterday and like uh, all the positive signs I saw yesterday, still hard to tell if he's going to like I spoke about on on the last po- episode that uh, I need to see baby steps. And like I keep seeing big leaps from Zach Wilson, but like sometimes like all I want is him to like continue continuously do good rather than like average bad or great game, bad game, good game. You know what I mean? If that, does that make sense? More consistency. I would like to, yeah. Speak of consistency, not even like bad game, good game. I want to see that fourth quarter, you know, maybe not to that level, but I want to see him play that sort of football for an entire game. That's what I want to say. Me too. So I would say to answer your question, Right now, I still think that because of the schedule, I think the Giants will end up with more wins. Um, but I, but I think that that's only because the Jets. I think that I'm I, my questions are more so on the Jets coaching staff. I think because sometimes they still even make very questionable calls. And like Salo was brought in to be this like defensive minded coach. We're gonna have this. It was defense first, and now it almost looks like they want to go offense first. And like their defense is. They, they even commit all these stupid penalties every week. It's like they're not a well-coached defense to me, it feels like. Yeah. They have good they have good players, but, like, to me, if you have a, if you have a defensive-minded head coach, your defense should be, uh, like, above average, I think. And I think their defense is average, if not below average. Yeah, it's even – it's the veteran guys that are making, you know, yeah. bone-headed penalties too. But, yeah. man, Sauce Gardner looks good already, yeah. huh? He, well, that's what I mean. There's guys that are standing out. Sauce Gardner looks good. I'm always I love CJ Mosley. He's one of my I don't really watch like linebackers that much. But like when I watch the Jets and they're on defense, I'm keyed into him for the most because I think he's just an electric. He's a great player to have on your team. And uh, I think he makes plays. I feel like every time there's a tackle, you know, those guys like Minka, I feel this way about. Right. 
every time like the ball is on the ground, Minka's right there. You look up, Minka's right there. I feel the same way about CJ Mosley, where he's just like always around the ball, always around the play. But um, yeah, Minka really is in on every play. Yeah, he's uh, he's amazing. Yeah, he's oh, unbelievable. He almost had a pick six literally in yeah. quarter one yesterday. Missed about like a yard. Yeah, his foot was barely out. But um, you want to go around the league? You want to talk about the rest of these games? Yeah, I, I guess so. Oh, by, right. by the way, I, I I made a killing yesterday. Oh, for Did, that yeah. seven leg parlay, I, yeah. I saw. I I had the the Packers giving points, so I got burned at the end. But uh, oh, what you what you have them at? Because I had them at two and a half, and I got I had I had six and a half. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I had six and a half, and then I also had them at. Uh, I just took their straight line nine and a half too. But uh, didn't hit. I didn't hit on either of those. But I did have the Raiders. I loved the Raiders yesterday. Yeah, me too. Um, hey, we'll get back to those games. We could definitely. We could go around. Yeah. All right. But, so you want you want me to start with the nine o'clock game? Yeah, yeah. Let's start in London. Okay. This was a this was a fun, terrible. Both these teams shouldn't exist type of game. No, I don't. I I don't think so. No, 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 no. Yeah, this game was horrendous. There was no no Jameis Winston. It was Andy Dalton against Kirk Cousins. Andy Dalton exactly didn't play what, badly. He didn't play badly, but he he's at the end of the day, it's Andy Dalton. I know, but like, he made some throws, and I was like, oh man, all right. Well, okay, sure. He did definitely did make some throws, and he's definitely like he just played like I would expect the backup to play. I feel like I, I I don't know, but there was like there was just nothing going on. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, is like I don't get it. I I don't understand. Like Justin Jefferson went off, but Kirk Cousins made some of the worst throws I've ever seen in my life. They the Vikings did not want to win this game, and I feel like the that's every week with them that the Vikings just don't want to win. They're like they'll get the lead and they'll be like, no, no, we're good. Just, yeah, yeah. Know, as much, the end. Mm-hmm. As much as Green Bay didn't look great, I I feel like I and even with the Vikings winning, uh, it kind of feels like all right, maybe not this year for you guys. Maybe not this Against- year yet. No Alvin Kamara, no Michael Thomas, no Jameis Winston, and you win by literally an inch. Yeah, the skin of your if, teeth. If if that ball, if the double doink, if that ball lands an inch closer or further oh. in any in any way that they tie that game, I yeah. would say lose with the momentum. And, and that would have been good from 60, by the way. So if they got back to, to 60 yards like he had hit moments earlier, he would have hit two 60-yard field goals down the if, wire of that game. If if they were an, if they were an inch further yeah that, that, but, that was that was a fun game though I, I enjoyed that game it was a fun game but i was also on the vikings i had the minus two and a half so i was like super sweating yeah in the morning but i like remind me if i if i ever say that i like the vikings anyone listening to this too if i ever say that i like the vikings just text me don't bet vikings don't <laughs> take the vikings because i'm just i just refuse to they're just they're just miserable yeah uh the saints are done they're not yeah, a very I mean, good football team they're probably gonna. They're probably gonna. I wouldn't be surprised if like Alvin Kamara like misses a long period of time. Even they just shut him down and say like, "Hey, like, maybe not this year, but get ready for next year." Yep. But uh, yeah, not not the Saints year. Um, next game I got, I got Chargers over the Texans in Houston. No surprises there, I don't think. Right. Well, the surprise was that it was a pretty tight game at the end. Yeah, I don't know what. I guess yeah, sure. The the Chargers are another team that. Like, I'm still high on them. They have great – Austin Eckler had an amazing game yesterday. Justin Herbert was great yesterday, too. But it's almost like 
sometimes they do things where they just like don't want to win and it's yeah. like like they could have that this game could have been closed out like three or four times and they just refused to yeah yeah i i, I had the i had the charges yesterday yeah and let me say this about i'm definitely not going to get into the texans because i don't even don't even think it's relevant but yeah. like i like davis mills though i kind of like davis I, mills that was exactly what i was gonna say i like davis mills and i think that like they're in. A, they're one of those teams that's gonna randomly have like three or four wins against good teams. I think at yep. the end of the year, they they might be their only three or four wins, but like they're a team that's gonna be like scrappy with these good teams. Like this was, the Chargers are like twenty points better than the Texans, but there's just a ten point game is what yep. I'm trying to say. Yep. Um, next game, the highest scoring game uh, in a long time. I think I saw in red zone, Seahawks forty eight beat the Lions forty five. In Detroit, no Amon Ross St. Brown, no DeAndre Swift. This was an absolute slugfest. Yeah. How about Geno Smith, huh? He he looks really good. Not even kidding. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and- 23 of 30, 320 yards, two passing touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. The guy had a day. Yeah, and on the other side of the ball, I mean, not on the other side of the ball, but... In Detroit, I feel like Goff is kind of coming into his own. Like, he's kind of making that his team. It wasn't going to yeah. cut it with the Rams, but, like, they don't look bad. No, they they, they probably can make the argument that they have, like, the best offense through the first four weeks. Yeah. They have the, the Lions. They have an A-plus running back situation. They have an yeah. A, A tight end. And then yeah. when St. Brown's I'm on playing. St. Brown. Yeah. yeah, I mean. If B they can get another guy minus. over there to, to play on the opposite side of Amon Ra, like a. I don't even. I don't even. Maybe like a DK Metcalf, right? If if things go south in yeah. in Seattle, or like pr- someone like that. They protect well too. They protect well. Yeah. Well, I my thing with Goff is for a long time he's like a very uh, like pitch and catch quarterback. Like I feel like he, every every time I watch Jared Goff, it's like throwing to someone who's just wide open from a scheme. Yeah. Like he's just they're just like, like he would throw to Cooper Cup, and he there's like no within twenty yards of him, and then he get another thirty yards after the catch, and it's like. That was just the greatest play call of all time. Like, it's not like he's making these dot throws or anything, but like, I just feel like he's a good, if you tell him what to do, he's going to pinpoint what exactly you're looking for. Yep. All right. So let's head over to Philadelphia. The best team in football, I would argue. Uh, The Eagles beat the Jaguars 29-21 in another one of those games that should have been, if you were watching the game, looked like it was over, uh, I thought I thought the Eagles dominated the Jaguars. I mean, Trevor Lawrence played. I put a test out for Trevor Lawrence this week, and I don't want to hear the the weather was bad, blah blah blah. Eleven for twenty three, two passing touchdowns, one hundred and seventy yards and an interception. They had when I tell you the Jaguars had every chance in the world to take the momentum in this game. They just they just didn't, and I think that. That it was the test that I put out for Trevor Lawrence to show me something, and just like Zach Wilson actually showed me that he could rally a team around him, I'm still not sold on Trevor Lawrence being able to do that. And as until I can see him beat a, a team of some real legitimacy at full health, beat the Chargers with you know a half half of Justin Herbert and no Keenan Allen, everyone else in that offensive line was hurt. I think the Jaguars are just still in that middle ground, I, which they've or they've graduated to that middle ground of the NFL, where they'll be they might win six or seven games and they'll be decent, and they might win a game here and there that you don't expect them to win. But I just didn't see it yesterday. 
uh, on the Jaguar side. Um, did you see this game at all? How much of this game did you see? Yeah, well, a decent amount because I, I did have the Eagles. But on, on the flip side of that, I would say that Jacksonville got off to a good start. And then, you know, when Philadelphia makes adjustments, and like you said, they very well might be the best team in the NFL. Um, what did you expect the Jaguars to do? You know, I mean, they lost by basically a touchdown. So, I mean, yeah, Trevor Lawrence wasn't great, but, you know, they, they got off to a decent start. I think they competed. Well, they definitely did compete, and I think that, but it was definitely, they competed because their defense was very good, but I think that was also a product of just the conditions. It was a rainy, cold day in Philadelphia yesterday. Uh, Jalen Hurts only had 16 of 25, 204, no touchdowns and an interception yesterday, so he didn't yeah, even play but, that well. But you just said a second ago, you wouldn't give him a pass for weather, but now you're like, well, I mean, the only reason well, the defense I, even played well, well was because it was, you know. No, no, no. I w I'm not giving him. I'm not giving Jalen Hurts a pass at all. He didn't play well either, but his team won, right? He did what was needed. They had like the short uh, first and goal was like first and goal at the five, where they just handed the ball to Miles Sanders or handed the ball. Even Jalen Hurts had a rushing touchdown yesterday. They had four rushing touchdowns yesterday. I mean, they didn't. They didn't need Jalen Hurts to throw, which is I think they he threw until they got to the red zone, and then they said, "Well, we don't want. We don't want to." turn the ball over these wet conditions or risk someone slipping out of their hands or something. So they just ran the ball up and down on the Jaguars yesterday. And I thought that the Jaguars easily could have done the same, but they just relied too much on the pass. I thought yesterday, I just thought it was an ugly game from the Jaguars. I didn't like their game plan. Uh, I, I thought the, well, the weather definitely was a benefit more towards the Eagles than the Jaguars, but I, I still think that the these two teams are in totally different stratospheres right now, in my opinion. But yeah. um, I mean, isn't it isn't it funny that the Cowboys are still like really giving them a run for their money in that division? Yeah, I the NFC East is going to be crazy. I think because I even as bad as the Commanders are and they lose again, which we'll get into. But I even wouldn't be surprised if they go on like a little run. Like I, I don't like I still I still can see it in them. I, I don't like all these teams. I think can make a viable case to be there at the end, right? But I think the Eagles are probably the best chance. When is Prescott supposed to be back? I think this week, or if not this week, then next. Well, but, I mean, um, you couldn't you couldn't ask a backup to do their job any better than yeah. Cooper Rush has, and he's earning himself a job elsewhere, if not a forever backup. But uh, yeah, we can get right really into good. that. We can get right into that yeah. game, by the way, with let's, them against the Commanders in Dallas. Uh, Cooper Rush is now four and zero as the Cowboy backup quarterback. Just like we all expected. Yeah, Carson Wentz looks bad. Yeah, he. I was very. High, I have to eat a little crow here because I was very. I've always been very high on Carson Wentz. I think he's. Me I always too. thought he was like very talented, and I always I thought, thought he would find it again. He's a great. He was a great athlete who could run, make every throw, had a strong arm, and was it also a pocket passer with good size. And he I, he gets hurt, got hurt a lot earlier in his career and then has never been able to tap into that, I guess, like MVP season he had. But um, yeah. he's only putting up 10 points. The, the Cowboys do have a great defense. I give them that. I think their defense is very, uh, it's very undersung. I mean, they've given up 10 points to the commanders who I would say are definitely an offensive team, offensive-minded team. They give up 16 to the Giants. They haven't given up over 20 points all year. 
Yeah, and they, I mean, they held Gibson to almost nothing, and they didn't let Wentz throw it for, you know, yeah, for you the, know what. The Cowboys so. defense is very, is a, is an elite defense, I think. I think I'm ready to say that. And not to, again, not taking anything away from Cooper Rush because he's made that offense look absolutely electric. But uh, I think that the Cowboys defense is definitely the, maybe the better half of the football there, I, I still think. Um, yeah. So if you, if you had to, if you had to bet and Dak Prescott's back, you still you're still like very much on the fence that it's going to be the Eagles division to lose. Yeah, I think I think it's the Eagles division to lose at this point. I think they're just the I think they have a better defense than the uh, than the Cowboys who both elite defenses, I think. But I think the offense for the Eagles is just Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback. You can go you can go weapon for weapon on each side. But I think Jalen Hurts is just the better quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree. When do they play, by the way? When do they play each other? Oh, two, two weeks from now. We'll see yeah. Cowboys in Philadelphia. So now that's going to be it. That might be Dak's first game back. Yeah, and it'll be Sunday night. Because, I mean, the Cowboys have it tough the next couple weeks. That's a in, monster Sunday night. In L.A. and then in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's a that is a monster. But um, next game, Falcons over the Browns, 23-20. Really a nothing game again. I mean, like, yeah, whatever. I mean, unfortunately, the Falcons lose probably their best player. Um, yeah, Cordell Patterson hurt now. But, yeah, it's a, it's yeah, you're right. It's another one of those games. Neither, neither yeah, team's I, going anywhere. Yeah, I, I thought, again, I still, I think that the Falcons are a team that's being overlooked. I think they're very, uh, they're almost like the what the, the Bears, like, think they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel the, like the Browns are kind of like the anti-Cowboys. Like they, Brissett has not been able to win enough games to sort of have some sort of a, of a cushion or, or anything for when they get their quarterback. So yeah, no, I I think the Browns are. Um, they better hope that Sean Watson is like the the greatest quarterback ever. Like he is, you know, promoted yeah. as I guess. But again, nothing game. Bully teams going nowhere. Twenty three twenty Falcons win. Um, Next game, your favorite quarterback in the league, Matt Ryan, taking an L to the uh, the Tennessee Titans at home, 24-17. Uh, this was a good, definitely a good game, but I thought that – I think the Colts are just terrible. They're I, yeah, just really I, I, not good at all. I think the Colts are terrible, and that's why I kind of feel like the Titans are still a playoff team, even though they've taken a huge step back from, you know, what they've been the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this might be Matt Ryan's last season. I wouldn't be surprised, but I also yeah. wouldn't be surprised if, like, like if Matt Ryan kind of ends up on, like, another team maybe this year. I don't know. I mean, why not? Like, a team that, that he could just be rehearsing for another team right now. Yeah, it was nice to see Derrick Henry get back to form, though, have another one of those 100-yard games, a touchdown. Yeah, he's, a mon- he's a monster. He's yeah. on a different, different level. But uh, Tannehill's Titans, bad. I think, yeah, Tannehill has been bad. Uh, I think Traylon Burks, their rookie wide receiver, got, like, carted off or something. I haven't seen anything on him, but... um. Robert Woods had a good game. Uh, Tannehill, I I think Tannehill is just like the most glorified game manager of all time. And he, uh, but look, if you got Derrick Henry, just like I said about Daniel Jones having Saquon Barkley, if you have a guy that you'd rather have the ball in his hands, then just keep giving him the ball and you, you'll win some games. Yep. But uh, so I think Titans, will, Titans might be in the race at the end, but I don't know how much of a real contender they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're just... I mean, they can they can get hot, or Derrick Henry could have three straight two hundred yard weeks, and they look like the greatest offense in football. But um, I think they're just so heavily dependent on him that 
eventually he's going to, whether he admits it or not, will run out of a little bit of gas towards the end. But um, that'll bring us to probably what I would say would be the game of the day. I don't know how you feel about this, but the Bills beating the Ravens in Baltimore. Yeah, how did how Baltimore let that one go? That was that was such a good game. Like that was that's I think that's the AFC Championship right there. Until we'll talk about the Chiefs, but them and the Chiefs, these two teams and the Chiefs are one A, B, and C to me. I kind of feel like I have the Ravens. Like if I have a one A and a one B, I would I, I would have the Ravens as my two. You think? See, I think Lamar Jackson's going to be the MVP this year. And and he's won it before, but I mean, I I don't I don't know. I I thought the Raven like that's one of those games where like the Ravens almost like got a win in the sense that like they're they know they're just as good as what a lot of people would say was the Super Bowl favorite going into the game yesterday. Yeah, I think everyone, right. Like I think that's kind of like just the general public opinion right now is that the Bills yeah. are kind of yeah. They're, they're, the Bills are going to be there at the end. I can almost guarantee it. But the Ravens, I feel like we're still a team that was like a little skeptical on the outside. Like, do they have any good wide receivers? Like, what does Dobbins look like? Dobbins looked great yesterday. Um, I, I still am skeptical on their outside receivers, as you very well may know. Uh, it only took us, what, 40-plus minutes for us to get to our fantasy matchup this week. Wow. But uh, as you know, sorry, I had to hang on the rim just a tad bit, right? Because Mark Andrews, uh, who was putting up 30 bombs left and right for you, forgot how to play football this weekend. And uh, you even want to talk about the fantasy matchup or no? Yeah, sure. So you you start Tua, which made no sense to me. No, it made perfect sense. No, it didn't. Because this is the argument that we we were having the other night. Right? You start Tua to kind of chip away at my Tyreek Hill points. But then I still have a quarterback to go with, with a lead. Yeah, but but you can't cap my my wide receiver play. I guess so. I don't know. And I, also, Tyreek Hill is much more of a a bigger part of your team than than if you did the reverse to me. Right, but Tua could get Matt, but two, Matt Stafford. But, but Tua could get fourteen points, and Tyreek Hill could have twenty eight, and then I still have a quarterback that hasn't played. But it's also like it's also like if Tyreek Hill scored three touchdowns. You'd only get six points from those. You'd only net six I points get from those three touchdowns, opposed to eighteen. Yeah. So you you do it again. I do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would do it everything over again. Yeah. I, long I would, story. I, I long would story like... short, though, I my, the rest of my team said, "Hey, we feel so bad for Sam that we're just gonna go off and we're gonna have career games because T.J. Hawkinson had, had a thousand receiving yards." Uh, also on the line, I, I played two Lions. My biggest fear was that they would it would be a low-scoring game and we get the highest-scoring game of the last, you know, 10 years or so. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was that was a disgusting loss for me. And I when you texted me in the morning and said, I, I have a weird feeling I'm going to beat you, I was like, yeah, you know I did. That was, I, like, I, that was like 10 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I do too. <laughs> yeah. No, was that before the Vikings game started? Uh, I or like I, mid Vikings game because yeah, right around there. nothing too probably probably yeah I think it was like the I think it was halftime of the Vikings I was like you know what like I think I can do this <laughs> my my day was over the second that they were at like the two or three yard line and then I got vultured by Jefferson running one end that's, Yo, that's when my yeah day yeah ended. that was that was I felt like that was where my day started so that would make <laughs> sense but yeah. uh but I, again I, I would like to see a little bit more out of Lamar in the passing game I know it's hard to say that when you run for almost seventy five yards. But I, I don't know. I, I, 
my whole issue with Lamar is that I just never feel like he's the quarterback that's going to throw you back into a game when he has to. And we've seen it in the playoffs. I, yeah. I guess you could say we saw it yesterday to a, to a point. Um, but yeah, I mean, another, I, another one I, for the Bills. Uh, definitely. Well, we'll we've been speaking a lot on the Ravens. As for the Bills, a huge win. And I guess if you're a Bills fan, you can you can think that we just won this game in Baltimore, and we're not even fully healthy. Like they're they're missing still missing a lot of guys on defense, a lot of guys on offense, and they're like they they're still coming up with these huge wins. And looking impressive still in almost every as- aspect of the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So those are going to be a juggernaut. Um, yeah. Business as usual for Buffalo. Yep. Exactly. They're, I think they win the AFC handedly. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But um, next game, the another game where I thought if you could give both teams a loss, you would. The Cardinals against the Panthers. Baker Mayfield is lost. He might yeah. as well be playing another sport. He just looks terrible. Yeah, you think they probably go back to Darnold at this point? Not that it's you know an upgrade to any like what like no what, like for what like for what reason? Like get, seriously, like they're not gonna say like wow this kid Donald's really got something here like <laughs> like no they know what he is like right he's yeah. not better than this. So I I mean if they do that it would just be like punting on the season at that point and like I don't know I wouldn't I wouldn't be too keen on that for them but yeah. the Panthers I mean, are the just I, I just hate the way the Panthers just went about just everything about this. Season. Like, you yeah. have the two rejects from that 2018 draft. Congrats. And you just got rid of your other reject, Cam Newton. <laughs> like, previous... Like, uh, yeah, no, the Panthers... If I was a Panthers fan, I would not be... Uh, definitely not a good Monday if I'm a Panthers fan. But the Cardinals, they get Rondell Moore back. Uh, they still look like they don't have a running game. I mean, don't be fooled by the stats, because a lot of that was just like... I think James Conner had, like a 25-yard carry at the end of the game at some point and among, like, other, like, you know, two, three-yard carries to seal the game, sort of. But they have no running game. Kyler Murray is – he does very well running for his life. It's, like, his play style almost. But yeah. he's – like, how – you like, I've never seen Kyler Murray take a three-step drop and hit someone on, like, a post or a slant. Like, no. can you do something clean? Like, I feel make like all the plays I've, you want, but – I've, I've started to just kind of be – I don't want to say out because I still do think he's he's a very talented player. Yeah. But ever since that Rams game in the, in the playoffs last year when he just didn't have an answer for anything, just every time I see him, I'm a little bit less – and then, obviously, the whole – the whole uh, no video games uh, while you're while you're studying film, yeah. The off season, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of just I I just I'm not as high on him as as I once was. I don't think anyone is, but yeah, he's he's my dynasty quarterback and my one dynasty league I'm in, and I'm worried. I'm very very worried about him. But there were times when when he did have DeAndre Hopkins that he would have really really good games with his arm. Well, and if if you're a Cardinals fan or even just like a Kyler Murray fan, the hope is that. You get DeAndre Hopkins back, and they look, they start clicking on all cylinders with Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner, um, and you got your whole offense there and all your all your weapons at your disposal. Where, like, kind of like what we said about the Jets, where you know we couldn't really have anything to say about the Jets' offense until we saw Zach Wilson in there. I feel like for the Cardinals, a lot of people now would say like, all right, well, you take the number one receiver, perhaps best receiver in the league, off of any team. And see what happens to their offense. Yeah, I think would they're, be one, the argument, they're but. one of those teams that you would say with everyone healthy. And I don't, you know, their defense is pretty good. Um, okay. They're they're equipped to kind of have a turnaround like that if they're gonna. I don't know that it means yeah. Super Bowl, but at least to, to be what they were last year and the year before that. I mean, I, I don't think all is lost. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not super high on them either. Me neither. Um, who, someone will the next game we'll go over Broncos at Raiders. Broncos look horrible. Uh, by the way, just got the tweet Tua out this week. Teddy Bridgewater versus the Jets. Nice. So that's confirmed. Um, not not that we didn't expect that, but just confirmed. Well, you never you never know with that Miami team over there. <laughs> yeah, seriously, took them <laughs> took them this long to sit down their starting quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, but um. By the way, can we for one second? I want to talk about Tua just for one second. Yeah, go ahead. Do you remember in 2011, maybe when the Mets flew Ryan Church back on a plane after uh, he had had a concussion, and the Mets were just completely demonized for it because something about air pressure to your head, something, and well, then that's like conventional thinking, right? And then you're not supposed to look at screens. And they fly him back and they're watching a movie together. on the- Yeah, yeah. I, I no did see cared. that. I did see that. Why didn't no one talk about that? Whatever. I just that that was just strange to me. But moving on. Yes. Uh, so moving on, we'll go over the Broncos at the Raiders. Uh, the Broncos, they I thought they actually looked uh, as best as they've looked this season on offense wise. Their defense got shredded, but um, I thought they, they Cortland Sutton got involved. Judy had a big game. Um, they, they, I thought their offense looked great. However, we learned Javante Williams out for the year, torn ACL today. And that, listen to this, big. Melvin Gordon. I just saw this stat. I could be, the numbers could be a few off, but he's fumbled like five times in like 44 touches this season, which is like horrible. Yeah. Well, so, I mean. What does Russell Wilson always say? Let Russ cook. Well, now he's going to have to. Yeah, he, he can't give the ball to Melvin Gordon every time because he's going to fumble, you know, 20% of the time almost, which yep. is just terrible. But, um, I mean, they even brought this kid Boone in, I, I, Mike Boone or something like that, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. and he, he didn't look that good. And they're often, but I will say, though, as to when, when Javante went out, and sometimes this happens, where sometimes you see, like, maybe Russ and Javante just, like, don't click or some something with their play style where like maybe the Broncos are work at one point like almost like forcing Russell Wilson to like run this offense around Javante or include him and but I felt that once Javante kind of like went off or like went even the plays where he wasn't on the field I thought Russell Wilson and the Broncos looked much more clean and like uh much like their offense looked more smooth without him on the field and it could be again. It could be just one of those cases where maybe, maybe it is. Maybe they do end up playing better without him because they, I don't. Maybe Melvin Gordon's more of a receiving back, and they can institute the screen more, and you know, go in the shotgun primarily instead of going under center where Javante Williams is is you know very good at. But I don't know. I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm still hopeful for the Broncos. I'm very, I'm very like, yeah. I might be like the last one on the train, but. I, I mean, know. I get where you're coming from, though, because as bad as they've looked, they're two and two. And had the Raiders not been completely desperate for a win, I don't think the yeah. Raiders are a team that they can't beat. Yeah, well, that's that I was going to I was going to get to the Raiders. and That was going to be my entry point. But I was going to say, yeah, I love the Raiders yesterday solely because you can they could not have lost that game. It was like the hungrier they were the hungrier, whatever. Yeah, they, they they were just needed that game more than the Broncos. And I thought that. A home game against the Broncos, who already were looking rough, and I again, as for the Raiders, I still don't think they look as as advertised. I'd say, but uh, another one that burned you, <laughs> Josh Jacobs goes off yesterday. 
Yeah. And, first, uh, first time of the season, by the way. Of yeah, course. Yeah, 144 right after yards, I two trade touchdowns. Him. Yep. Right to me against you. You even said Josh Jacobs is going to run all over me this week or something yes, like that. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate you uh, changing the language there. Yeah. No, but, PG. Uh, <laughs> Big family pod. But uh, yeah, but I, mean, I don't know. Moving forward, I, I just like I think I have more confidence in the Raiders than I do the Broncos. And the Broncos could could be above 500 and, and finish fourth in the division. And we've said yeah. that from the beginning. So, yeah, definitely that that whole division is going to be crazy, I think. But um, I guess we'll last two games of the day are uh, Patriots Packers, which was I thought the Packers would win by three possessions. And then they then uh, no Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer gets hurt. So they go to Zappy. Was that his name? I don't yeah. even know his name. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but yeah, Z- Zappy or Zap or Zappe. And I when as soon as that happened, I thought that they the Packers would win by four possessions. Me too. And then and then they win by a, a field goal in overtime. Yep. Yeah. I, so, I mean, yeah. That that's you know what's what's funny. Why is Odell Beckham not on a team, and why is he not on the Packers? Well, I think he's still technically hurt. Oh, he's, still, he's definitely still hurt, I think. Really? Because yeah, I, I mean, towards ACL in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I thought teams were vying for him in the offseason, even. For maybe, like, his rights. But he'll be – I think he's going to be one of those – I would be stunned if he ends up on the Packers for, like, the postseason. Like, one of those, like, you know, week yeah. 12 well, random signings. And it almost happened last year, but he went with the Rams instead. He, yeah. he had he had the option. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> – there's some some drops and some where like I'm like man if I'm Aaron Rodgers I I, I would just retire like some some of these guys man Ugh. but Lazard yeah, well, finally looked like the number one that I guess he has to be him and and uh, what is it Dubs Dubs whatever Dubs, his name is Dub, yeah he looks okay too they look like a good one too and then they have like a I wouldn't nice say that <laughs> no, I mean a good when you have Aaron Rodgers talent and I guess his knowledge of the game I feel like they're as long as he can get the the, hand, the ball in their hands, I think they'll be okay with well, Randall yeah. Cobb and Tanyan. And then, I mean, their their cornerstone of their offense is is like shots with Aaron Rodgers off of the AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, you know, one two punch in the backfield, which might be the best in the league if you can yeah. make the argument. But uh, uh, be- before we get over to the Patriots, and I guess there's not much to say. I kind of just wanted to ask you a Belichick question, but mm-hmm. um. I mean, how far can this Packer team go? I mean, barring them, like, really bringing in some people at the deadline. I mean, they don't look great. This is the worst they de- we've they seen in a very long time. I think, I, I don't know why, and I think that if I was the Packers, and I don't know why they do this, but they almost, like, they have, like we said, they have a great one-two at running back, and sometimes I feel like they need to, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, they need to lean on the run a lot more than they do. Like control the time. Like I feel like the Packers have like every time they're on offense, it's it's either they have a long touchdown drive or a short three and out. There's no in between where like they go have like a long drive and a field goal or like a long drive and they go for an off fourth. And even if they don't get it or like, you know, if I'm if I'm the Packers, I would run the ball first, second, third down, and then if I'm fourth and one, fourth and two then you have the threat of A.J. Dillon getting that yard or Aaron Rodgers getting that yard every single time. And, like, yeah. sometimes I feel like they just think, like, they need to score as quickly as possible yeah, in, and like they, the first they quarter. They don't stick to the run. They they kind of they, they try it exactly. out. Exactly. And they don't beat down the defense. And Rodgers goes, all right, I'll just throw it all over the lot. And it doesn't – and it's, like, it's almost – it's silly because they – like we said, their, their receivers are – 
I think they're, they'll, they'll eventually be okay for Rodgers, but they're not like elite in the league. They're no. definitely not an elite rec- receiving core whatsoever, even with Tanyan as the tight end. But like, no. you have two amazing running backs. Like, just put Aaron Jones, go in the shotgun, put Aaron Jones to your left and Dylan to your right, and just run sweeps with them back and forth. Literally, just until you get a first, until they you get stopped on third down. Like, yeah, keep doing it. And and I feel like it would work. But I, I guess, I don't know if that's an Aaron Rodgers thing where he's kind of wants to make it like, hey, I want to throw it. I want to win the game sort of thing. Or, I mean, you're you're more of a Rodgers fan than I am. But, like, I feel like that's been the case a lot with Rodgers. And, and later in your career, I feel like you see it with Brady. I mean, not, we'll get into that game next, but... You see with Brady where a lot of times he'll go down the entire season and just rely on the run, and he'll pick his spots where he throws. Yep. It's just classic Brady, Belichick, Patriots way. <laughs> yeah, I, I do love the Packers to get to 4-1 and next week against the Giants in London. Um, Me too. How much longer is Bill Belichick going to do this for? Just not be very good? and Because he's not fireable, right? No, when, he's going to fire himself. Right, and when does that happen? Or does he just become the GM, which it doesn't seem like he's doing a great job at either. No, well, I think that would be uh, he's I feel like he's always just been like the GM. So like maybe he would take a step back and like say like, hey, I'm not going to deal with any on field stuff. I'm just going to do the off field stuff or, uh, you know, but I feel like who's the who's the next in line there? Like there's oh, I feel like the Patriots are definitely going to be the type of team that's going to be, you know, doesn't he have like a son that coaches or something like that now? Yeah, but we always talk about the Belichick coaching tree and how like none of them are great coaches. Like we all like yeah. Vrabel, I guess, but I don't even know that that counts because he played. But now how does that rule apply to like the kids <laughs> of Belichick? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like we've never I, I seen know. that before. I mean, my, all I, the only reason I bring that up is like it seems like would it be would it be so crazy for us to hear next year that he's stepping back to a GM role and his son's going to – become the you know official head coach or no. something like that and like he, i wouldn't probably, be stunned whatsoever and, and he'd probably have bill in his ear the first season or two. Oh yeah so, easily yeah all right but, so um, let's get to the sunday night game which uh, it wound up being a pretty decent game and then uh maybe we maybe we get some bets for uh for the monday night game tonight yeah so for the bucks they i don't care what the score was i don't care what the scores were and yeah, they were beat down they, they, they it, don't it looks look closer good. It looks closer than the game actually was. It was over from like the second quarter on. They were, it was 27, like what, seven and a half or something like that. They just, they, the Chiefs came in and said, and I think uh, someone said it on the, the broadcast, but they said Patrick Mahomes looked like he looked at the film of last year when they played and said, this will not happen again. And he wanted to make a statement and he came out firing on all cylinders. Now, this is so like, Getting back to what I said about Aaron Rodgers, right? The Chiefs are notorious for being this high-flying, high-air-raid offense, right? But I feel like the Packers think they're that. But they're not. And the but like the Packers also have like two amazing running backs, whereas the Chiefs have Clyde Edwards Alaire, who's good, but like they they kind of the Chiefs almost have to throw all the time because they have the one of the greatest arm talents of all time. Well, yeah, the Packers were that until they lost their best receiver, but but yeah, yeah. but you see, you see the analogy there, right? Yes, and, but but Edward Tiller was good yesterday, and and they they did let him run. Yeah, but he's not a like he's not a power back like Dylan, or he's not a swing man like like Aaron Jones. So uh, he's somewhere in between those two, probably closer to Jones, but yeah, I, don't I, know. I mean. I, I feel like it's when, not a bell cow is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. When, when Brady first reinstated himself, I, I was like, 
well, this isn't going to be his last season. He's probably going to play two, three more. I feel like this is probably going to be it. Yeah, I mean, especially if they, because they're relying on him so much now. Like with their, I mean, their defense is is really good. They just got absolutely exposed by the best offense in football. And yeah, uh, I mean, or it was good, but like, man, like Brady, like you can't expect Brady to keep putting up thirty a week every single week. No, like, and he doesn't even look like he's having fun anymore, does he? Yeah, no, he and he looks. He, I don't. I love Tom Brady. I'm a very avid Tom Brady supporter. Even when he was on the Patriots and as a Jet fan, I always said that he's the greatest. But he does not. He his throws are not crisp. They're thrown behind guys. Don't yeah. give me the the timing. Blah blah blah. Yes, obviously he doesn't have the back shoulders to Gronk like he does on to get the first downs anymore. Sure, but I mean when you're throwing slants to Cole Beasley, who's been in the league for like. 15 years like you cannot throw that behind him like yeah make a slim a simple some of these simple throws that i never thought i would be critical of brady on but he just some of these simple throws he just is missing and he just doesn't i've never seen that before yeah and he, and he looks emaciated and he looks unhappy and I, again Good i don't want i don't want to get into whatever's going on in his personal life but i mean he he, he probably just can't wait for the season to be over but he's still tom brady and in a couple of weeks we might find them you know because yeah, they're probably going to win their division. Yeah, they'll be there at the end for sure. But I think that they might need to take like a little bit of a different approach, perhaps. But again, I you can't rule out Tom Brady. He uh, he can always just flip that that switch and be the you know the greatest quarterback of all time, like he is. Yeah, very very believably. Yeah, we have a pretty good game tonight. I love this game tonight. I think it is going to be a great game. What do you uh, like? Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Let me give you mine before you give me yours. Yeah, I like the Rams and I'm just going to bank on Jimmy Garoppolo looking like Jimmy Garoppolo looked last week. I think I like the Rams, too, but yeah, I, I, think, I like them with I, the value. Yeah, I like them. I, my play is probably going to be going to tease the Rams with the over. What is the over at a 42 and a half, which I think like this, I think like it's going to be a high scoring game. The, yeah, don't be fooled. Sense. The Rams defense is a little overrated, I think. Yeah, well, g- give me your exact play, because what can I can I get that to like a 38 and a half and get the Rams at plus two? Well, let me let me look right now. I'm not going to give away my. Uh, my betting application, but well, uh, I'm looking right now and I just think that I think this game screams over. I don't know. I'm just from watching the last couple games, but so you can get a seven point teaser. So you get over 35 and a half and the Rams plus nine. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, for a minus 140. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think the Rams win outright. Yeah, I think so too. So I might even just do the money line. I mean, what? But isn't it funny though that that the 49ers are fit? Like, again, we, we've been over the issues with the Rams. I get it. But like with, with what the 49ers look like, isn't it a little bit funny that they're two-point favorites? Yeah, well, two. but this is the home thing. They're really not. They're two-point favorites, but they're really one-point dogs, if you want to look at it like that. Sure, but wouldn't you think that would make it a pick em, you know? I I guess, but I, I, I feel like there's just no way. I mean, what I will say about the 49ers is that with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback right now, they're definitely better suited to win right now with Jimmy Garoppolo versus Trey Lance. I agree. But they're projecting... Uh, lesser than if they had Trey Lance. Like I think Trey Lance will be a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. 
eventually, if not by the end of the, like, obviously not he's hurt, but like had things not, had he not gotten hurt, I feel like by the end of the season, we would have said, yeah, Trey Lance easily better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Probably. Yeah. But for right now, like, I feel like they have like the Jimmy Garoppolo has literally knows how to play with Ayuk, knows how to run a Debo Samuel offense, George Kittle. I could see him getting involved. So I, uh, for that reason, I think I, I really am liking a lot of points to be scored in this game. I mean, the other side of the ball, Cooper Cup, uh, Gerald, not Gerald Everett. Um, who's a tight end? Higby, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson. I think their offense is even Allen Robinson can look to get involved tonight. I think it's a very uh, the 49ers defense is n- nothing too amazing right now. So I think it's two average defenses against two offenses that I think are better than a lot of people give them credit for. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I'm I'm still gonna I'm still gonna stick with the Rams. How did our survivor picks go? Well, you took the I took the Packers, so I got that. And then you took um what team did you take? I don't remember. That's why I'm asking. I, I forget. I, I was sick and I had to phone it in. So Yeah, no, I because Oh, I took who the did Eagles, you take? didn't I? Yeah, yeah you did take the Eagles over yeah. the Jaguars. All yeah, right, so, so we okay. both got a W there. We'll get a graphic up and uh good good week for both of us. Yeah. Well, not in fantasy for you, but all right, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. All right, so that'll be that'll do it for this one. We'll be back sometime this week. Uh, probably another baseball heavy episode, being that now we have a team we have to talk about a wild card series about, and we did not think we were gonna have to talk about a wild card series for either team. But hey, the Mets are gonna met. So yes, they thank are. you for listening. Uh, episode twelve will most likely be a lot of baseball, and then maybe maybe we'll touch on some early early football preview, but. We'll see. Thank you for listening as always. And always feel free to DM us any questions, any uh, comments on the episodes. And thanks for listening.